I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Poor Charles 411. Today we are talking about the legendary Leslie Weber, Laura's mom. I'm so excited. I am too. And unlike ones in the past, we're kind of doing this how we used to do it. We did not watch any YouTube. Because she's been on since 1973. Yeah. And she used to be a more substantial character than what we just recently saw. She was a way more substantial character, and that was all when we weren't around. Right. We weren't even alive at that time, which is funny because I tried to YouTube for like a second, and it instantly went to 1980, 81, and it went from her to Frank Smith, and the guy that played Frank Smith was the guy that played Henry on Punky Brewster. I know. Oh my gosh! Right? I'm gonna have to go back and check that. See, yeah. <laughs> so I tried to start because if you put in like the year, yeah, in, 1973 didn't come up, but I feel like the 70s. But then it would say like Rick Weber and stuff like that. And I feel like we know stuff about Leslie's background. We do from having watched, but we're kind of doing this completely rogue today too, where neither one of us have read this stuff. Right. We're so, going to have to assume that it's right. I mean, some stuff Laura may have contradicted and we know, but... Right. To go back and watch, I feel like we would have needed six months because I couldn't only watch that. I would get pulled into all the rest of the right. storylines because we've never seen any of that. It's a brand new show at that point. And I hate to say it, but it's not like she's Anna and how we dedicated that entire month to Anna. She's not on the show anymore. Right. But stuff that... Like we had said on Monday's episode, we were going to talk about David Hamilton, and then Leslie came on the show, and we're like, okay, you know what? We could just do Leslie, because it would cover everything. So, we're going to talk about Leslie. Hope that it fills in some blanks. Stuff is probably going to be wrong, because we know that we have, in the past, caught mistakes, but we're using 
generalhospitalfandom.com, how we have in the past. I would say it's pretty darn accurate. This right. is a very thorough write-up, so but if there are thank mistakes, you. tell us, because I yeah. want to know... I want to know what we're We missing, want to know what, what we're we really doing. Know. Yeah. Exactly. Because it is. It's a whole new, not a whole new character, but a whole new, like, world for us here. Yep. So, Dr. Leslie Weber, MD, is played by Denise Alexander from 1973 through 1984 on contract, and then from 1996 to 2009 to recurring. I didn't realize it was until 2009 yeah. for recurring. And then she has returned in 2013, 17, 19, and most recently, 2021. And that's awesome that it's been the same actress the entire time. Yep. And, fun fact, she previously played Lorne Hill in May 1965. So she played another character. Oh my god. Which, it sounds like it was a short-lived, but remember, right. Chloe Lanier had been on as a young Carly. True. Before coming on as Nell. Right. So... I want to do a deep dive on how many actors were on the show playing other characters before they were actually brought on as whoever it is that they are. Right. Because I'm sure that there's a lot. Some people are just so, wow. Yeah, they have to bring them back. Yeah. So, actress Denise Alexander originated the role of Dr. Leslie Weber, D Leslie Williams, in March 1973. And in 1976, although Time Magazine panned General Hospital at the time, Alexander's character, Leslie, was noted as the serial saving grace, which I think is funny because Jeannie Francis is credited with the same thing like a decade later. Right. Or a couple years later, actually. When Alexander and the network could not agree to contractual negotiations, the character was killed off in March 1984. Angry fans picketed the studio, upset that the character had died. That's really all we're going to get into before we get into the serial, like to the story, but I thought that it was... Important to note that she was... It took them a long time to bring her back. Yeah. After fans were that upset. Because we didn't... We remember when Leslie came back... Right. ...alive. Right. And so. didn't know that she was supposed to be dead until the storyline explained that. Yep. So, in the 1970s, Leslie Williams arrived in Port Charles. This is 1972, but we just read many times up above 1973. So, and began work as a cardiologist at General Hospital... Leslie's first patient wow. was a woman named Florence Gray. Florence was suffering from stomach ulcers that she thought were brought on by the stress of her failing marriage with Gordon Gray. Florence was then sent to the hospital psychiatrist, Dr. Peter Taylor, and told him about her husband's affairs years earlier with a student in his class. Gordon had gotten the girl pregnant and the child presumably died shortly after birth. When Peter told Leslie about Florence and her history, Leslie realized that she was that very student. Gordon Gray then returned and confessed his love to Leslie and was willing to leave his wife. However, Leslie convinced him to stay with Florence, and they left town soon after. So that's what Cyrus is talking about yes. when they had to pack up and move, and therefore that's why he's horrible, because he had to move at one point in his life. Could you imagine if they would have got back together, though? Oh, my gosh. And then had another kid? Oh, that would have been oh, a good story. Get right in on the fan fiction. <laughs> right. Leslie later married millionaire Cameron Faulkner. Wow. Who's that? I don't know. And Cameron, but that was also, so Leslie is Cam's uh -huh. great grandmother. Right. But that's not the Cameron that he's named after. No. He's named after his dad's dad, his right. grandfather. So not the same guy. 
Anne discovered that the daughter she thought had died at birth was in fact alive and was only living miles away from Leslie's house. Leslie researched and found her daughter, Laura, was living with her adopted parents, the Vinings. Leslie was desperate to see Laura, but was ordered from her husband never to make contact with her. So Leslie followed her daughter to the park one day, and they spoke for the first time. Laura went home and told her sister, Amy Vining, about the woman in the park who promised to bring her many gifts. The Vinings were very protective of Laura and discovered that Leslie was in fact Laura's biological mother and swore never to give up their claim to their daughter. And she was only, was she a teenager? I thought she was like 12-ish when Leslie found her. But if you look in this picture, she looks a little older. So maybe she was like 15, 16? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Playing in the park, you assume that she's a little bit younger. Okay, so maybe she was 12. Maybe, for whatever the reason, that number just sticks in my mind. Laura was thrilled at the fact that Leslie was her mom, and Leslie herself soon filed for custody. I don't feel like that's how adoption works. No. no, And did it ever in the past? Oh my god, I hope not, because that would be ridiculous. But I feel like it, I don't know, because my aunt is only four years older than me, so she would have been adopted in the 70s. Okay. But she wasn't of that age. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if her parents ever tried to go back for her. Foster care can do that. Right. But straight up adoption, I mean, her name was Laura Vining. Yeah. And, fun fact, her sister Amy Vining is actually who our beloved nurse Amy is also mirrored after because uh, the actress who portrayed Amy Vining passed away. But her character was crazy and funky, just like our current The exact same. Yes. Oh, we should compare the two. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. So after Laura was granted a week to stay under her mother's roof, She decided to stay with Leslie indefinitely because when Laura fell ill, Leslie thought the illness could be emotional-based and made the decision to send Laura back to the Vinings. Oh, that must have been tough for her. Yes. Leslie's husband, Cameron, was thrilled and determined to keep Laura out of his life, so he paid a nurse to convince Leslie that Laura was actually not her daughter. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, the original lab test confusion. (laughs) Leslie didn't fall for it, so Cameron paid the Vinings a great deal of money to move far away. Cameron tried to convince Leslie to move on with her life, but Leslie wouldn't have it. You cannot convince a woman to move on from her child. Right. Oh. And she soon learned that her husband had paid the Vinings to leave and go far away. Cameron finally snapped and kidnapped Leslie. However, during a struggle, while Cameron was driving, Leslie grabbed the wheel and the car lunged off the road, killing Cameron. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oops. One. (laughs) You want to talk about how she moved on after that? Does it say like two days later? I feel like they accidentally kill a lot of people. I mean. How many people have you accidentally killed in your lifetime? None that I know of. And then your children went on to accidentally kill people. I feel like the judges would be a little um, suspicious there. Yeah. So while grieving her husband, Leslie met Dr. Rick Weber. Rick was trying to stay away from his brother. Sorry. Rick was trying to stay away from his brother Jeff's wife, Monica. Who is our current Monica. I like the way they're trying to stay away. Yeah. She just is tempting him too much. Well. So Rick spent much time with Leslie and comforted her after she miscarried her late husband's baby. Wasn't that not his baby? I feel like there was a conversation somewhere. I thought that it wound up being Rick's. Was that how that went? But this is saying that she was pregnant when she met Rick. Right. I didn't think that was... I, I don't know. Wrong. I could be wrong because, again... We could I be smushing another character. Very true. 
Monica became jealous over how much time Rick spent with Leslie. You and, have Jeff! And confronted Leslie, warning her to stay away from Rick and that they were having an affair. <gasps> Who wasn't Monica having an affair with? Oh. Leslie wasn't sure whether to believe Monica, but she knew that she loved Rick very much. Rick also was becoming closer to Leslie and even volunteered to help her find her daughter, Laura. When Rick and Leslie found Laura, Leslie was hoping for a joyful reunion, but Laura had grown into a teenager. There you go. Oh, so Jeannie Francis didn't originate the role of Laura. That's right. That's right. There you go. She'd grown into a teenager and didn't want to live with Leslie and wanted nothing to do with her. Laura believed that Leslie didn't care about her when the Vinings had taken her away. Rick then sat Laura down, convincing her that both her mothers loved her. Leslie was so grateful for Rick's effort, Rick then confessed his love for Leslie and proposed. Leslie was shocked and agreed to be his wife. Really? You were shocked? I feel like you were hanging out an awful lot to be shocked. But this goes back to why Monica and Leslie uh-huh. constantly are at each other's throats. And I love those scenes. These are the scenes I would like to go back yes. and watch from back then because they're so good together now whenever they're being nasty to each other. When Rick's old college roommate David David Hamilton moved into the Weber's house, Leslie didn't trust him from the start. Laura, however, was very open to David, and after rebelling against Leslie, she and her mother decided to make peace. David, however, didn't help things and would cause a rift between Leslie and her daughter again. David became obsessed with Leslie and soon made a pass at her, which Leslie rejected. Good girl. After he was rejected by Leslie... David moved on to her daughter, Laura. That's That's gross. gross. (laughs) Laura and David then began a secret romantic relationship. But really, David was only using Laura to hurt Leslie and Rick. That's even worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she would have been, like, young. Right. Very young. Young, young. Laura and David's relationship grew. And he was definitely an adult if his college roommate was married to her mother. Right. And David's relationship grew, and Laura asked David to take her away from Port Charles. David finally told Laura that he didn't care about her, but loved her mother. Laura was angry and pushed David, causing him to fall and hit his head, accidentally killing him. Like mother, like daughter. Leslie later found David's body, and in an effort to protect Laura, confessed to killing David. Laura blocked the terrible night from her memory. She was sent to counseling with Peter Taylor and was able to recall killing David. Feeling guilty, Laura ran away from home, but was later tracked down and brought home by Scott Baldwin. Scotty. 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 <laughs> I hate that they shorten his name to Scott. Especially back then, well, yeah, he was then Scotty. Well, yeah, then he was a kid, so he would have been Scotty. But He's now, still Scotty. No, I don't like, except for when Bobby calls him Scotty. Like, but that's the thing. Okay, yeah, like, it would be weird if a newer character called yeah, him if Scotty. Finn, if Finn's like, hey, Scotty, tomorrow. No, no, he is Scott. Okay. But, like, when we're referring to young him and Laura, it's Scotty. Yes. She confessed to murdering David, and the charges against Leslie were dropped. Laura was sentenced to six months probation and was released into Leslie and Rick's custody. After Lassa fever hit GH. We talked about that with somebody. Okay. (laughs) We did, because I remember that we looked it up. Okay. It was either Laura or I don't know, but I remember that we looked it up. Rick and Monica slept together. Monica wanted to be with him, but Rick told her that they needed time away from each other to be sure of their feelings. It's funny how he comes to that after they hook up. When Laura was in a car accident, Rick came back to his senses and he told Monica they were over for good. Monica then reconciled with her husband, Alan, and discovered that she was pregnant. That was the one that was the, we didn't know who the dad was. Okay. Yeah. Leslie and Rick 
pondered themselves whether they should have a baby. Unfortunately, Leslie was told she couldn't conceive, otherwise she would be putting her life in danger. Leslie later delivered Monica's son, Alan Quartermain Jr. Monica, however, told Leslie that the child was Rick's. After Leslie confronted Rick, he left Port Charles to think about his feelings for both Leslie and Monica. It's just like a man. I'm in the middle of all this chaos. Let me skip that. he created. Right. I mean, they had their own equal parts, too. But especially after your wife delivers your lover's baby. Yeah. Like, maybe give her a little grace. (laughs) After Alan Jr. developed a heart problem, Rick was called back to Port Charles to perform surgery on him. Rick then filed a paternity suit against Monica as he wanted Alan Jr. to be his son. Leslie later filed for a divorce so that Rick could marry Monica and have a family with Alan Jr. By the way, that's A.J. Quartermain. Yes. They just called him Alan Jr. Right. However, a birthmark revealed that Alan Jr. was, in fact, a Quartermain. Okay. <laughs> Are birthmarks genetic? Because I don't have one, but both of my kids do, and I don't think their dad does. Hold on. I don't know. You go ahead and look that up. I'll I am. Reading. Rick then ended things with Monica and left Port Charles once again. Rick later returned and immediately remarried Leslie and adopted a six-year-old boy named Mike. Leslie and Rick then began working at the Waterfront Sports Center, where Leslie taught an aerobic dance class and even booked Richard Simmons to help her in a guest stint. Fun! So do you want to know about the... Yeah, go ahead. So the occurrence of birthmarks may be inherited. Some marks may be similar to marks on other family members, but most are not. So if he had, like, a cue on his butt, (laughs) and that's hereditary... There's a right, or like branded or something, you know? Right. Okay, but anyway, I guess it is possible that certain birthmarks are hereditary. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. I don't know that I would take that over like a paternity test, though. That's well, no. Um, when Laura disappeared in 1982, Leslie was crushed, but soon received a new arrival under her roof by the name of Blackie Parrish. A.K.A. John Stamos. They welcomed the street kid into the Weber home after Blackie's mother had died. Blackie soon ended the music. No, Blackie soon entered the music business, and Rick and Leslie then noticed a change in his behavior. They discovered Blackie accidentally killed his girlfriend. Oh my god! <laughs> and was arrested. Blackie was found guilty and sentenced to time in prison. Everyone just keeps accidentally killing everyone. Rick and Leslie were later overjoyed when Laura was revealed to be alive after being kidnapped by the Cassidines. The tragedy would soon strike strike the Weber family again. A young woman named Ginny Blake came to town claiming to be little Mike Weber's biological mother. Leslie was tipped off by Bobby Spencer that Ginny was running a scam and went to Ginny begging for her to confess, but Ginny refused. She was last seen on screen going home with Rick. Off screen, she had an argument with D.L. Brock, who tried to blackmail Rick after he shut down his plant. One day, on the day she passed away, there was a bad storm in Port Charles. Leslie stayed at work. Chief Ramsey showed up at the Weber's home to tell Rick some bad news about an accident and that Leslie had died. So this whole thing oh, happened off screen? That's awful. Like, they didn't even show her driving and then, like, wiping out. Like, she just went home and then we get a phone call that she died in a snowstorm. What? At the same time, her body showed up at the ER as a crash victim and Bobby was the first one to see her. Oh. Luke and Laura were in the Himalayas at the time and Robert was unable to get a message about Leslie's passing. As revenge for what Laura did to the Cassidines, Helena had Stefan kidnap Leslie's body and keep her alive. That's what they did with Lulu. 
when they kidnapped her, but they Lulu was not presumed dead. They need to find... Was Lulu presumed dead? I think we just knew that she was kidnapped. Yeah, I don't think that she was presumed dead because that was how they went looking for her. Right. And found her. Right. Yep. So years later, it was revealed in 1996 that Leslie Weber was indeed alive and being held captive in a catatonic state by, state by the Cassidines. Leslie and Laura were reunited, and with Luke's help, they faked their deaths to escape the Cassidines. Stefan Cassadine then blackmailed Laura into leaving town. Laura lied to Luke that her mother needed treatment in Switzerland and Lulu and took Lulu with them. They returned a few months later. Leslie was deeply traumatized by her experience as a result and was unable to practice medicine again. With her, the help of her family, she did, however, ease into her new role as grandmother to Laura's children, Nicholas, Lucky, and Lulu, while continuing to be a mother to Laura. In 2002, Rick Weber returned to give his daughter, Laura, away again at her second wedding to Luke Spencer. Rick and Leslie reunited for the first time in over a decade. She confided in him how angry she was from having years stolen away from her, years stolen away by her captivity. However, she was happy that Rick was able to move on with his life. Soon after his arrival, Laura began having flashbacks involving their old garage attic. I remember this! Mm-hmm. Including wearing a dress covered in blood. Rick and Scott could tell Baldwin, Scott Baldwin, could tell that Laura was remembering and tried to prevent the truth from coming out. Because this is when she went in her catatonic state. Yes. It was revealed years ago during his marriage to Leslie that Rick was having an affair with the nurse, Teresa Carter, and Laura walked in on them in the attic. Teresa got violent and Laura took an antique camera and hit Teresa over the head with it, accidentally killing her. (laughs) Two kills for Laura. Rick enlisted Scott to bury Teresa in the backyard and gave Laura, geez, Scotty, <laughs> and gave Laura a certain drug for her to forget that night. Laura went up to the attic to remember the truth the day before the wedding. She believed that Rick had killed Teresa. When Rick had, when Rick tried to give her an injection to calm her down, Laura panicked and hit Rick over the head, killing him. I it, so remember it, all this. It needs to say accidentally killing him. Yes. That's what they said. She did everything. accidentally kill him. Luke followed Laura and Rick to the attic, where he discovered Laura over Rick's body. Luke then whisked Laura away into hiding. Lucky and Nicholas found Rick's body and tried to make his death look like a drunk driving accident. Laura had a severe mental break by the traumatic revelation that she had killed her stepfather and was institutionalized. I'm sorry, I sound so excited about this, (laughs) but like I can seriously see it in my head as I'm reading it. Leslie was devastated by Rick's death and Laura's mental collapse. With Luke showing little interest in his daughter, Leslie was raised to Leslie was left to raise young Lulu with the help of her two grandchildren, Nicholas and Lucky. When Heather Weber returned to Port Charles oh in gosh. 2004, Leslie was immediately suspicious of her. Heather had become obsessed with Luke Spencer and began her old scheming. Leslie spiked Leslie's drink. Heather spiked Leslie's drink, causing her to be hospitalized. Afterwards, Heather convinced Bobby Spencer to let her move into the Spencer house to care for Lulu. I don't remember that. Why would Bobby let that happen? Wait, why wouldn't Bobby take Lulu? That's her niece. Exactly. Fortunately, Leslie recovered and Heather was later institutionalized. I I was just blown away. I'm sorry. So that is three kills for Laura. Two kills for Leslie here? Was it two? Or no, just the one? Just the one because she was just helping cover up the other one. Okay. Yeah. Wow. In 2005, Leslie and now a teenage Lulu attended the wedding of Lucky and Elizabeth Spencer. 
Lulu grew up to be quite the rebel. Yeah, Les- she did. Yeah, that's <laughs> putting it mildly. Leslie tried her best, but just couldn't handle the teen. Luke would occasionally pop into Lulu's life to take her fishing and spend the occasional holiday with her, but for the most part, he remained a stranger to her. Leslie decided it was time for Luke to be a real father and sent Lulu to the Quartermain Mansion where Luke was living and forced Luke to take a more active role in his daughter's life. I don't feel like that's true. That just forced Tracy to take an active role in her life. But But it was what Lulu needed. Yes. So. Leslie was overjoyed in 2006 when her daughter Laura made a temporary recovery from her catatonia. When Luke decided to give Laura the wedding of her dreams, Leslie was not thrilled at the idea of lying to her daughter, as Luke was already married to Tracy Porter. But it was to celebrate Luke and Laura's 25th wedding anniversary. Exactly. And it was beautiful. And was he technically even married to Tracy at that They time? were, yeah. Was that one of the times they weren't really? I think that they were. However, in time, Leslie realized she only wanted her daughter to be happy and later decided to support Luke's decision. Leslie attended Lucky and Elizabeth's second wedding in March 2007. They got married that close together? Yeah. No, I I'm, I was having the same... Oh, I thought you were like, yeah, like, yeah, no. it was that close. And I was like, really? No, I, I was doing like 2005, couple... and then they divorced real quick and then got really quickly remarried. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess if you know it's love, it's love. And returned later that year to comfort her grandson, Nicholas, after his fiancé's death. And that was Emily. In 2008, Laura came out of... Cata- Emily's been gone that long. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's why I just clicked on it, because I was like, wait, was he engaged to someone I didn't realize? No. Oh, my goodness. It's been 12 years. That's insane. No. Okay. So, in 2008, Laura came out of Catatonia for good, but was quickly kidnapped by Scott Baldwin. How did he keep a legal career? I am so serious, though. He's hidden bodies. He's kidnapped. He's, oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Okay. Um, Leslie assisted Lucky, Lulu, and Nicholas in finding her location by remembering where Scott and Laura went on their honeymoon. Leslie later shared a tearful reunion with her daughter once again. Leslie Weber's last appearance before a a four-and-a-half-year absence was in October 2009 when she oh attended dun, 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 Lucky and Elizabeth's engagement party. When Laura returned to Port Charles in 2013, she reveals Leslie has been living in Italy with her grandsons, Nicholas and Spencer. Leslie returns to Port Charles in May 2013, along with Spencer, to visit Laura and her grandson, Nicholas. She highly objects to her daughter's coming nuptials to Scott Baldwin, so that's third marriage to him, Due to him being responsible for the death of her late husband, Rick Weber. And the fact that he just kidnapped her. I mean, that should be something. <laughs> However, she is persuaded to give her blessing, and she even officiated the wedding after Mayor Janice Lomax is revealed to be too booked. On December 22nd, 2017, Laura and Kevin are at a church waiting to be waiting to get married with Dante, Lulu, Maxie, and Nathan in attendance, and the minister couldn't make it due to his wife giving birth. Lulu spots Laura's mom, Leslie, coming in, Dante asks how Leslie got to the church as the roads are closed and there are no flights. Leslie explained that she had a close friend who is a storm chaser because we all do. (laughs) He flew her to the city. My gosh. (laughs) But they had to rent an all-terrain vehicle, much like the one you hear in the background, possibly, to get to the church from the airport. 
Lulu asks who this person is, and Leslie clarifies he is her pilot. He is the pilot, her boyfriend, Marcello. I forgot about this. Yes. Marcello comes in and introduces himself to everyone in Italian. Lulu wants Leslie to marry Laura and Kevin, but Kevin says that since Leslie married Laura and Scott, they want to start fresh. Marcello talks to Leslie, and she translates that he has married American couples in Italy of before. And can't. I mean, he's a storm chaser who marries people. <laughs> the storm chasing officiant. <laughs> That's the next reality show. Right? Nathan checks Marcello's license and says it's in order. Maxie says that the wedding is a go, but as Marcello doesn't speak a word of English, Leslie will have to translate. After they are married, Dante is alerted that the roads are closed, so they will have to stay in the church overnight. And on April 2nd, 2019, Leslie returned for the 56th anniversary of General Hospital. That was quite a year. Wow. Quite a year there. And then most recently, Leslie Weber made an unexpected return on January 8th, 2021. It began with Cyrus and Laura arguing at the hospital about who is at fault for the bombing at the floating rib and about Florence Gray, Cyrus's mother's well-being. Laura scoffs that Jason has your mother. I'm sure she's fine. But Cyrus rejects this as unacceptable. Laura doesn't care, however, and isn't interested in what Cyrus finds acceptable or unacceptable, angrily suggesting that once Lulu is healed enough, send any of his complaints to Laura through Lulu, once Laura is in the condition to handle it. That's like a way too long sentence yeah. to say all that. And annoyed Cyrus maintains he's played no part in the bombing at the floating rib, but Laura insists that she knows that he did, angrily, tempestuously mentioning... Let's just skip down to Leslie. Angrily, tempestuously mentioning... It's, Thank you. It should be one or the other. Yeah. Tempestuously mentioning that he's indirectly responsible for the killing of two people and leaving Lulu in a comatose. Boom. Right. We also, that is a very tough sentence. We also just talked about this the other day. It was We did. It was So they're standing in front of the elevators arguing, and we said, I don't know why Leslie just all of a sudden showed up, and Laura even says, we were supposed to see each other whenever we went to go see Lulu. And then she gets into it with Cyrus, and he calls her all kind of nasty. He calls things. her a tramp. And she comes right back at him and is like, yeah, I'm not sure I remember your father, because I was just hooking up with so many married men back then. Be a little more clear. Right. And it was great, and I loved it. It was so good. She was spunky. She was sassy. And she was no nonsense. She was like, uh-uh. Right. You I don't... may be an older lady, but I do not have to put up with your crap. I'm going to put you in your place. And apparently she did not sleep with many a married man. Well, that's good. <laughs> I, would, I would hope that she was just... But she still said like it. Just to be... She did. Just to be a jerk. Because he was being a jerk. I loved it. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. I... I, I enjoyed it, but some of these years are a little crazy. Like, the whole wedding... I feel like we is. need to watch this, though. Like, we need to, at some point, be able to watch her in what, the 70s. No, because our list of who we're going to have to talk about next so over. Much. Listen, this podcast has no end date, and we have 58 years of stuff to get through. So okay. we just need some sponsors, and <laughs> if you would like to contribute on Patreon to <laughs> us doing all the research and delivering this information to you, that would be awesome. There you go. Little plug, but in all seriousness, <laughs> that would be so cool if that was like our full-time jobs. Yes. Was to, I would probably still stay in real estate, though, because I really enjoy it. There you go. It would be so much fun. And then 
So all it says under her crimes committed is had an extramarital affair with her medical professor, Gordon Gray. Is that a crime? It's not a crime. While he was married, which produced their child, Laura Weber, health vitals. She was raped by Cameron Faulkner. That was her husband. I'm not saying that husbands cannot rape wives, but they didn't say that. And the, so that's horrible. That is horrible. And I feel like they should have said that. But I, it kind of made sense with his personality whenever she said he refused this, he refused that. Right. But I feel like that would have been pertinent during all that. Like, and that's why she left or. Maybe that was part of the whole baby storyline. Like he wanted a baby, so he raped her and it didn't work out. That's not how that, no. I mean, it's not how it should be. I know. I just wonder if that's I know. How, oh. how she ended up pregnant then. Oh, I don't like any of that. Nope. Um, she was injured in a car accident, presumed to be dead. I can't believe that was off screen. And I know. And held captive. Well, so was Luke's avalanche. That was that was on screen. Mm-hmm. But he was presumed dead then, too. Yes. Held captive by the Cassidines in a catatonic state. Same time. Right. So we hope that you enjoyed learning a little bit more about Leslie Weber. And if last week or this month was... The first time that you've ever seen her, welcome. Yes. She's awesome. I, just, I love how spunky she is and that they never made her lose that. Every time they've seen her and no matter what her age is, she still can just, like, give it. Yep. Love it. And you're absolutely right because the one thing that stands in my mind is when Gail passed away and they did the anniversary episode right. with the scavenger hunt and she and Monica are in the... Lockers. Like, yes. they were in the locker room, like, right. arguing about Rick. Right. Because I always think of Elizabeth's grandma, and as she's aged, they've made her, like, the grandma. Right. Like, and she used to have spunk, too, but they never showed that as she got older. Right. It was, all she does is watch the kids. That's the grandma. So I'm right. glad that Leslie is like, no. Right. I may be the grandma, but I I can still take you on. You. Yeah. Love it. So join us on Monday as we talk about this week's episodes. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>